Welcome to the Songwriters Podcast with Ann Sibley. And nobody waves hello anymore. You are listening to my special guest songwriter today, Violet Vonderhaar. If you are a songwriter and have lost that spark for songwriting and it's been a while and your life is super busy, I want you to know about my six-week online songwriting program. It's my signature course. It begins quickly here in August. I just opened registration, but it's limited to only 10 participants and filling up quickly. So set up a consultation call with me. Visit my website, annsibley.com, to learn more about the six-week online songwriting program. Get songwriting back on your schedule be inspired again, be in a loving community group, and get to also work one-on-one with me on your songs. So I look forward to hearing from you. That's annsibley.com. Thanks to Kelly Productions for sponsoring this episode of the Songwriters Podcast. Since 1986, Kelly Productions has provided high-quality, imaginative entertainment for premier resorts, private events, and weddings on the Monterey Peninsula, as well as corporate clients nationwide. Their talented entertainers include musicians in every genre, as well as vocalists, comedians, magicians, speakers, and so much more. Visit kellypro.com. That's Kelly pro.com. Well, Violet is an inspiration. Violet is a community leader. Violet is a fountain of positivity. I can't wait for you to hear this call with Violet and my songwriting group. Her songs are freaking amazing. (laughs) And, And this is all after she spent the entire day teaching. So tune in. Without further ado, please welcome the amazing songstress Violet Vonderhaar. Violet, we have people from um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and Salt Lake City, and uh, New Mexico, and North Carolina, Tennessee, Washington, and then um, a bunch of some Californians. Um, And there might be some more getting on. Yeah, so we're from all over. Technology is amazing. Well, great. Well, fill us in on on what you're up to there at the center and then um, tell us about your songwriting challenge or anything else that pops in. Um, and we'd love to hear you play a song for us. Yeah, so I am in my songbird studio. This is where I teach um, private lessons. There's my piano. Um, but I teach guitar, voice, piano, ukulele, and um, songwriting. And um I'm also the programs director for the Compass Music Center, which is the building that this room is located in, uh, which is a huge on-taking that my wife and I uh, spearheaded. Um, Our primary programming that we did was a a music camp for kids in the summer for ages 8 to 18 and um, teach them how to become independent musicians. So they take classes on music theory, music history. They take a private lesson each morning. They take art class where they they learn about branding. They create their own band logos. They do screen printing. We have a recording and sound tech class and then they record. Well, we put them into bands at the end of, and then at the end of each day, they rehearse and write songs with their bands. And then at the end of the week, they record those songs and then they have a showcase. (laughs) It is the most intense and gratifying (laughs) week of each year. But anyway, lots of other programming. Um, So that's where most of my energy has gone since since we decided to do this. Um, And then on top of that, I'm also the director of music at um, the Unitarian Universalist Church here in Columbia. And so, I stay pretty busy. So that's uh, one of the reasons I decided to do this songwriting challenge again. I did it last year um, and it was, I was inspired to do it after listening to an um, interview with Anais Mitchell, one of my favorite songwriters. And I think I mentioned this in the class last year. She was talking about a friend of hers who had done some sort of challenge and, um, and that just kind of got me excited about it. I was like, you know, I kept waiting for the muse to come to me during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people got really creative during the pandemic. And I had like a very short time where I was whenever like the world first shut down and I wrote quite a bit and then just nothing for a very long time. And so I just kept waiting for it to happen and it just didn't. (laughs) And so, um, so the challenge was just kind of a way for me to show, show up for my songwriting and, and stop waiting for it to happen and just make it happen. Um, and I, I decided to do it in the morning before my day started, which, um, which was also different because generally I 
most I feel like my writing happened more in the evening or late afternoon. And so kind of getting started before my even day started uh, with kind of a fresh mind, I think made a made a difference in the way that I approach songwriting. So that was my challenge last year. <laughs> this year, I'm a little bit more busy. Um, so I decided to do it uh, starting on February 1st and um, did 30 songs in 30 days. Um, my intention was to write in the morning each day. Uh, didn't always happen where I was writing in the morning. There were so, quite a few where I had to find the energy to do it late at night after I had already, you know, been doing all the other things that I, that I do, um, which was a different kind of challenge. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed with this, which, you know, I think I can keep talking and talking, but I feel like maybe I should just play okay. and then yeah. I can talk a little bit more about the challenge. Yeah. Well, um, let me, let me interrupt just for a sec while you're getting ready. Um, but I just wanted to comment because like that you're it's it's so inspiring how much you are an incredible community leader i mean the model that you've created in your community is something that we all could use in all of our communities there's such a hunger for lessons and music and i love all the intergenerational so i i love that you spent time explaining that and um it's just that's huge um yeah what you're I mean, doing for your community it's given me a um a whole new purpose in life. You know, I pre-pandemic, I, I was touring pretty fairly full time um, with my band. And when everything shut down, uh, I, you know, I knew that I was burnt out, but I was like, I wasn't listening to my body. I had tennis elbow. I was just, you know, I was burnt out. And when everything stopped, it, it really forced me to re rethink everything. And you know what, what stayed the same and what supported me and what has always supported me has always been my teaching and has always been my students um, pre-pandemic. And then during the pandemic, that's what like, that's what kept a guitar in my hands and my lap was showing up for virtual lessons with my students. And, and so there was also this like level of feeling like I wanted to give back to them and create this space, you know? And so right. also, that's been like being able to see the students that that I had throughout that entire, through all of it, you know, when all the, <laughs> everything was happening and now to get to see them in this space and right. just blossoming and blooming and just. Well, I don't, sure. I don't know how you chose which, I don't know how you're choosing which of the 30 songs are you gonna play? One of the songs that you wrote during the challenge. I still remember the one you played for us last year, The Reminder, do you remember that one? Oh, I love okay. that one. I love that one uh, too. Yeah, this one was, it was a little bit of a struggle to decide, um, but I decided to go on with, this is one that kind of gets stuck in my head a lot. So I thought, um, and it's a little bit different than a lot of the ones that I wrote. Thanks to Rocky Mountain Prayer Healing for supporting this episode of the Songwriters Podcast. Leslie Foster is helping people's bodies to heal themselves through prayer, forgiveness, energy healing work, and flower essences. Go to RockyMountainPrayerHealing.com to connect with Leslie and her services, including healing touch for your beloved pets. That's RockyMountainPrayerHealing.com. A lot for us to like unpack of what you've been doing. And it's interesting, you guys, when we, when I, you know, think about writing morning pages that it is really powerful for me to do them in the morning. So it's interesting to hear Violet talk about at least the last challenge when she could, that she would write in the morning. And that's not usually a time that I, I do songwriting. Um, so right. that's a really neat thing to keep in mind, but well, we'd love to hear this song. Okay. Well, um, one thing that I noticed that I thought was interesting about this particular challenge was I ended up, I was writing about a lot of things that I had experienced um, during the pandemic that I feel like I wasn't even ready to write about last year. Um, this is not necessarily one of them, but there, it was inspired by one thing that happened where I was in the middle of a Zoom lesson one day and I looked out the window and there was a cop walking down my steps and he knocks on the door and um, never a good feeling to have a cop show up at your front door. So I asked the door and he asked um, if the cars parked in front of our house were ours. So we have a tour vehicle, we have a, a 16 passenger van 
and a SUV that was parked in our, we live in a cul-de-sac and it was parked in a cul-de-sac and it had been parked there for the pan, full pandemic. We weren't touring because nobody was touring. So it hadn't moved for a very long time. So uh, the cops said that the neighbors called to say that there was a, an abandoned, abandoned vehicles in the cul-de-sac. Those vehicles have been there since we moved in. So so that uh, maybe have some feelings about our neighbors. <laughs> and then, uh, so that's kind of where like the third verse came from. And then the first part, um, it, I'll just play it for you. That's enough, I think, to, to tell you about it. All right, so this song is called, uh, this is called Ghost on the Street. And it's in a funky tuning for those who are interested in alternate tunings. I'm, um, my G string is tuned down to F sharp and my E string is tuned down to D sharp. I learned that tuning from Phoebe Bridgers. Her song Smoke Signals is in that tuning. All right, here we go. The neighbor's porch light across the street reminds me of the lights above our vanity. With an inconsistent flicker getting quicker and quicker Is it electricity or is there a ghost, a ghost on this street? And nobody waves hello anymore We just walk down the sidewalk and try to ignore what is clearly happening right under our feet? Is it just me? Or is there a ghost, a ghost on this street? And a cop showed up at my front door the other day. Said, ma'am, are these your cars? Yeah, they're parked in the wrong place. Guess the neighbors called to complain about me. Yes, I believe there's a ghost on this Keep barking though there's nothing to see and yes I believe there's a ghost on this street a ghost on this street and what if I need some sugar guess it's good I don't bake after all this time I wouldn't even know what to say if I showed up at your door would you recognize me or am I just a ghost on this above our vanity with an inconsistent flicker getting quicker and quicker is it electricity or is it a ghost a ghost on this street oh yeah <laughs> that was awesome holy shit hey. you just you just keep getting better and better which is kind of crazy like you were already really good and that awesome. was so cool. Gosh, that was such an amazing groove. And like to be able to sing that quickly, it's <laughs> just such a good storyteller. Isn't it crazy? You guys to think that's just like one song she wrote out of 30. And we were, we were talking before we got on with everybody and you were saying you hadn't recorded in a long time. And I was listening and I'm like, oh, somehow you fit that into your schedule to start picking out the yes. songs and and make it another album that would be amazing yeah oh my well and you have your patreon going right so people can become yes. a patron um which is so huge you guys I mean as someone as a musician like it just it keeps us going and uh so anytime you jump on patreon and, and join as somebody's patron like you also get this gift of like every time Violet puts out a new song which for Violet there are a lot of them um you know you're getting a little and, message you know, in your box I think that um that was like a huge factor in me following through with the challenge. Just like making a public statement that you're doing something, having that accountability uh, 
is a huge motivator. Um, so, and then, yeah, just because I would take a, I would record a video, I type up the lyrics and also put a little blurb about what inspired the song. So each morning that, or, you know, each day that I would share that with my patrons. So it's, it's all on there. But well, yeah, I think that, was, um, that was a huge part of me following through because there were definitely some days where I think if that wasn't the case, I probably would have just not written the song, but I, yeah. It's so cool because you're, you're proving this intuition that I have that there's just always creativity. Like there's always, um, music around us. And it, I keep, I always do this. Cause it's like this visual I have of like, that it's almost just like this river going by, you know, or this, or this, these clouds. And I, I mean, it's more of, I don't know. It's not clouds necessarily for in my mind, but it's like, there's just always music. And so if we stop and we say, okay, I'm going to write a song right now. And we, you know, and, it, and it's not for, for everybody, it's not just like a flip a switch, but you know, if we've learned how to tune into it, the music is there. So it's like, it's so neat. You know, we obviously see the music and hear the music that thrums through you so strongly. And so for you to be like, okay, every day, like, I, I know it's here. Like, I'm just going to tune in I'm going to listen and and, uh, yeah. and it's interesting. I don't know if you want to talk about, um, you know, where this particular song, like, or just anytime, like, can you talk about like, it's morning 21 or whatever. And, you know, you've got your guitar, you know, what do you do when you start um, to write a song? Do you just start to pick up your guitar and start to strum something? Do you try a little something, you know, on purpose? Do you kind of put the capo somewhere different? Do you try a different tuning? Um, can you explain just a little bit of that process or maybe for this particular one, if you remember for this? Yeah, one. I feel like with this challenge, the process evolved. Um, it changed a little bit. The first like two weeks to the challenge, um, I feel like I was in, in terms of lyrics, um, I took, you know, I mentioned that there were a lot of things that I was writing about that I needed time to process and get through um, before I was able to write about it. So in terms of lyrics, I feel like I had, I sat down with an idea already, like of what I wanted to write about, what I wanted to process. Cause songwriting, you know, there's lots of different levels to songwriting. I'm sure you all know that there, you know, some of them are, are, um, are healing songs, you know, they help us to like process whatever, you know, we've gone through. And um, so there was a level of that, but I also, I thought it was interesting that like, the first couple of weeks, I really struggled with the voice in my head that said that they weren't good mm. and they weren't good enough. And I don't feel like I, I haven't always, I haven't always experienced that. That was something that was kind of new for me. Um, and so that was, there was a level of trying to unpack that. Um, I think part of it was just getting all that gunk out, getting all those, all those emotional things that I needed to get out of my body so that I could make room for something different for a, like the second half, the whole second half of the challenge. I'm like, I was way more excited about the songs. Also we changed into Pisces season and I don't know if it's related to that, <laughs> but it really did happen. Like right at the new moon when the, when everything, you know, when it shifted, it's just like, it was so much easier, but anyway, that kind of answers the question. But, um, so the way that it sh shifted was, in terms of like my guitar um, and the more musical side of it and not the lyrical side of it, um, I'm always trying to ch find something different. So yeah, I'll change capo position. I do a lot of alternate tunings. Um, sometimes it's just like changing the tuning of one string. Um, there were quite a few actually in this challenge where I did that, where I would tune my G string down on F sharp, tune B to an A um, or drop D, some open tunings. One of my favorite tunings, um, I tune the D string down to C and B string down to A. So it's E, A, D, sorry, E, A, C, G, A, E. I've written a lot of songs in that tuning. Um, but what I felt like changed about halfway through was I would play with the guitar um, and I would start humming a melody rather than just like go right into like singing lyrics and then trying to find lyrics that would fit within that melody and within that rhythmic kind of flow that I had. Cause I find that like when I, and I even did, this even happened still where like, as soon as words come out, then like the way that I sing it changes. And so um, I have, I, you know, I have like this 
like a tendency to sing things a certain way. And so that was a way for me to kind of get out of that, like my natural, you know, kind of tendency to try to sing a certain direction that I feel like was after a while was getting a little repetitive <laughs> with some of my songs, you know? So it was a way of like listening to it in a, in a different way. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Cause it is so easy. I mean, I go through cycles where I played a song the other night for these guys. And then some of them were like, oh, that sounded like that song, you know? Oh, that was that same song you already played us. And I'm like, no, I haven't <laughs> played the song for them. It just, I knew exactly which song they thought it sounded like. So I tend to like have, you know, almost sometimes two in a row that sounds similar. Um, yeah. So I love that you are finding a little new way, um, you know, since you do so much writing, you could then play with the actual process. That's really neat. That's really neat. Yeah. And I think that that's something too, that like, as I've, as I've grown and matured as a, as an artist, that it's something that I'm more okay with. I think when I was younger, I would like, if I had a song that sounded like another song, I would feel like it wasn't good enough. Like it needed to be different, you know? Um, but I, but we have these natural inclinations as artists. We have these, these sounds that feel good when we're, when we're creating. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like if you have a similar melody or, and one thing I noticed with this challenge is there's a lot of words and like phrases that I used consistently. And I didn't even, I didn't plan it. I didn't even realize it until I've like gone back and listened. Um, universe of complexities. I use that, I think in these three different songs. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there were like quite a few words that I reused and none of it was intentional, but it, it, if we're creating from an authentic place, then our authentic selves should shine through. And sometimes that can sound the same and that's okay. I, yeah, I appreciate that you shared about, um, you know, in the beginning, it's like, it felt like, oh, this isn't good enough. And, you know, I think it, that's, um, that's a really powerful thing for us to hear from you. It's like, we've heard how much songwriting you've done. We've now heard a song of yours and, um, you know, we're, we're all humans and it's like, it doesn't matter kind of what level you're on or how many years you've been doing something. We're going to have those similar human experiences. And yeah, yeah, there are those times to kind of move through that gunk for sure and get that stuff out of our system and, and continue to work on not listening to those voices because it stops our music is what I find. Um, and it edits things before they're like, you know, even being allowed to be heard. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love, that was such a cool song. I love how you ended up, you, you touched on something so universal as like us thinking about our neighbors and like the, it is so weird sometimes it was like, oh, I walk by that person like all the time and they never say hello or they call the cops about our van that's been parked there for years. Like, <laughs> I love, I, I mean, it was, there were so many things happening in that song that, that made it really special. Like it just had such a great groove and it was something we could relate to and it was so clear to understand um, but then had that powerful, you know, line in the chorus that just gave us that, you know, the metaphor, right? The <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, cool. Well, let me open it up a little bit because I know we'll get to hear another song of yours soon. Um, I love hearing from these guys' comments, questions. Um, I know people put a little bit of stuff in the chat, but does somebody want to? Uh, somebody want to? Um, chime in yeah they're all they're all giving you shout outs to record that song <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, this is jay i'm sorry i always speak everyone i probably will continue but i'll apologize in advance. Like uh, uh, you know the, the thing that struck me about the song and, it, and it, i know you said sometimes you hum and I, I didn't catch whether you said you'll hum it on this song you wrote before you actually put words to it but it seems to me like this is how i heard it it's almost a call response between the guitar and the voice, almost like there were, I mean, sometimes the guitar scaffolds the voice, you know, builds on top, but that's not how I took what you did. It almost like the voice had its own independent response. I mean, the guitar had its own independent response, not verbalized, but it definitely in words, but it definitely had a voice and it was I really, really like that. It almost felt like a duet, just one voice, but a duet. So I love that you say that. That's something I say to my students all the time that is that it should be a conversation between the rhythm instrument and your voice. Um, so thank you for saying that. That's that's the that's the goal. <laughs> thank you. It was conscious then. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. 
I think that's just a, it's a good thing to remember, you know, when you're writing parts, like if you're thinking of it in terms of a conversation, oh, I have a bird clock in my songbird studio. Oh. <laughs> it might be kind of enough, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, no, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, and you know, if you think of it in terms of a conversation, like you don't want to be talking over each other. So if the guitar is like super busy and then the melody is also busy, you know, how would that feel having a conversation that way? So it's just, a, it's a good reminder of when, when to put the embellishments in and when to strum louder, when to do the palm muting, you know, um, and allow for both, both instruments to be able to speak to each other and with each other. Yeah, thank you. That's, re it's really special to, you know, I really am inspired by your guitar skills and the time, the time that you put in and your influences that we can hear in it. Um, there is such a strong, you know, a strong musical partner there. It's really powerful. All right, who's next? Uh, I, oh. oh, yeah, go ahead, Susan. Go for it. Um, Someone else. I, uh, what was the tuning? Tell me that tuning again. I love that tuning. That was amazing. Uh, it was, I tuned my G string to an F sharp and the E string to a D sharp. Which open sounds okay, not so that, great. And then also, <laughs> what's that? And then I wanted to say on along the same two uh, lines of the theme of the song, um, when the pandemic hit here in Jackson Hole, everybody moved here, and I have a bike path right outside my door, and all of us always say hi. We never, there's never a moment, even if we don't know each other, it's hi. We're with our dogs. And then the pandemic hit and all these sick, uh, I mean, people just bought all these houses in our neighborhood. Nobody said hi. And it really got to me. And I wrote a, a similar song about that theme, like it, very similar. So I really related to that song. It was, it was really cool. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Thank you. Susan. I love it. You guys are on the same wavelength there. Noticing how important that is. Yeah. How about Al and then Ellen? Well, gosh, uh, I just want to say that song really landed. It really resonated with me. Um, I'm fortunate in, in being retired. And so I've had time to put into the neighborhood. And, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I've, I've felt for a long time. Community is endangered. It's an endangered phenomenon. And, and and it's especially poignant when people live right next door to each other. And, you know, I hadn't seen this guy had always been out on his front porch a couple blocks away. And for a year he was not there. And I, you know, I finally saw his next door neighbor said, what's up with the guy that's usually out there? I don't know. <laughs> and it's it, to me, I mean, it's just really sad. And then, to, you know, to hear so much positive feedback. I think you really struck a chord there. So I just, uh, yay. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, Violet. <laughs> I, love, I love that when a song um, sparks discussion. I mean, that that's really special, Violet. I'm not surprised. Like you're, you're such a community leader and a role model. So that's beautiful. All right, Ellen and then Hillary. Um, so yeah, first of all, I mean, the song was great and yeah, it definitely resonates for sure. Um, it's like we need to be reaching out to people around us. But um, I was wondering, so you said that you would like think of, you've been working on like thinking of the melody first and then coming up with the lyrics. So when you do that, do you have a theme in mind before or are those lyrics just coming to you based on the melody? Does that kind of, um, how does that go in your it mind? Really, it really does like change like from song to song but in terms of this particular challenge um like i said after i got through about the first two weeks it was it was really um i just kind of let the story unfold you know where i i would i'd hum the melody i'd find some like i just like sing a couple of lines that i felt like fit within the rhythm of the melody that i'm humming and then just kind of play around with words and then like you know I'd get through like the first verse and be like okay what the heck is this song about <laughs> and then once I kind of have like a little bit of an idea some direction I can move forward with this song in particular I did the only um I started with the line the first lines which is the neighbor's porch light across the street 
um, reminds me of the lights above our vanity, which that is also very true. <laughs> the like power in our bathroom is a little funky. <laughs> and so the lights do flicker sometimes. So that's where I, that's how the song started. I really didn't know where I was going with it. I had, I was not planning on writing a song about what it ended up becoming. Um, but then the, the ghost on the street thing, you know, so I got to the end of that verse and it's like, okay, where can I go with this? And then it all just it came out really quickly. And I feel like it was, it was different than a lot of the other songs I'd written. Cause there, there's kind of a chorus, but there's not really a chorus. I mean, it's just that tagline at the end of each verse, there's a ghost on the street. Um, so that was kind of fun too, that is, which was just to have something a little bit different than what I had, what I'd been doing. Yeah, very cool. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, I love that. Great question, Ellen. Yeah, that's really similar to my songwriting process. Like I'm, I don't set out with a particular thing in mind often and the part of it comes and then I start to kind of look at what I've written and what I've started to then think like, okay, what is this about? Where is this going? I think it's so fun. Like that process. And I, that's, I feel like how the majority of the songs that I did for the last challenge too, were like that, um, where, yeah, it's just like, it's like this mystery, like you're just letting this story kind of like come through you and, and it just becomes more and more clear as, as the song progresses. And it's just a, it's a fun adventure. I love that. I love that. All right, Hillary. I am an automatic fan. That was amazing. <laughs> I just love your aesthetic. I mean, I am a huge um, Phoebe Bridgers fan, but you have a very unique sound and I totally dig it. Um, and I'm so curious about this songwriting challenge. I keep thinking about like sitting down and writing a song in a day. And because I kind of get stuck on the previous songs that I've written that I'm like, I kind of toil over them and I'm like, got to perfect it and make it just right. And then I can set it aside and move on. So I'm wondering from you what that was like. Do you feel rushed? Are you like, oh my, the, the anxiety of having to finish this song in a day? Or does it also kind of inform your songwriting where you're like more trusting of yourself and your process? I just want to hear about what the songwriting challenge was like for you day to day. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. Some days felt more rushed than others. And like I said, you know, like there were Sundays were really hard because <laughs> I have church in the morning and then I've got uh intergenerational rock band choir in the afternoon. And so by the end of the day, like my energy was, is depleted. So then to have to like tap into this creative place within myself. Um, I found though, once I, once I got to my space where I'm writing. And once I had the guitar in my lap, like that, that, like, that's the hardest part, you know, it's like the same with like working out. It's like just <laughs> putting the shoes on and getting outside or, you know, just getting the guitar in the lab that I like, that was the hardest part for me. Cause so much of me wanted to just sit on the couch and binge Netflix. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so, um, and I think that like, whenever you're in that place too, though, where, where you are kind of energetically depleted, I think that that allows for some things to come through that wouldn't have otherwise, because it, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a it's different, but, and then same with being, you know, writing first thing in the morning too, where it's like, um, where I'm not quite awake yet. And so yeah, tapping again, tapping into that creative space, um, uh, it, it definitely, it, it changed from day to day. Um, I don't know if that answers the question, but. No, that's a great, I mean, it's a great question. And, and yeah, Hillary, I'm not surprised that you like Violet's music. That's really neat. I'm glad you guys have heard, or you've heard her. She'll hear you someday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. Like, would you, would you just feel like if a bridge was gonna, you know, come in this song this day or how, you know, how would you, how would you know it was complete? I mean, I'm sure you trusted your instincts. And then you just like, okay, third verse. Okay, wrap it up, record this real quick and I'm done. Like, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was that whenever I felt rushed where it was like, okay, this song really probably could use a bridge, but I just didn't get to it. And now that I'm going back and, you know, learning all these songs, I'm able to explore a little bit more um, and play around with some more of the ideas that I had that I just didn't quite have time for. 
like, like the majority of the songs were just like your standard verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And they're all like around two minutes long. Um, except for some of them where it was like, I had the luxury of a few more hours to, to sit with it. But for the most part, I didn't spend any more than two hours a day on it. Like it was usually, I usually had the song written within like 30 to 45 minutes. And then I, then it would take a time to record the video. <laughs> I see Renee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then think, about how much, think about how many times she's done this, right? And then just that practice of you no know, trusting you can do it and sticking to it. And it's amazing what we're capable of, right? Yeah. That's so awesome. It is really fun to hear you break it down into those specifics. And now we, I can't remember, were you posting every day to Patreon? Like, would you, yeah. So, so Violet also has this whole audience, like you said, it helps keep you accountable. I mean, you know, that's if one of you decides you want to do a challenge, you know, you can tell the rest of us about it and then, you know, send it off to us or, you know, how you decide, how you decide to do that. But I think that's really helpful. Yeah. I, I love the, uh, the notion that the audience helps create the song. You know, you talked yeah. about the, the, the Patreon, the role of the Patreon. And uh, uh, I think that we, the listeners, sometimes don't fully appreciate the role that we have in creating music. But just by listening, I think, I think, I think it's really important. And I have a, a songwriting friend who says, you only need two things for uh, to write a song: an audience and a deadline. And uh, and you yeah. you created that once a day. <laughs> I have an audience; they're expecting a song, and it is really almost impossible not to write a song. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you couldn't conceive of not writing a song. So, so I think you know. I think there is this thing of the audience really helping to create create a song yeah and uh it's funny that you said that there was one day where i was just completely stumped i had a guitar part had a melody i just like lyrics did not come and so i posted on facebook and i said all right give me one word so then i had all these words to choose from so many people were you know throwing in ideas and so i ended up using about four or five different words and you know tagged the people in it that um that i had used their words and they were really excited about it they're like wow you know i got to be a part of the process and so yeah there's um there's that that level too of like really involving the audience in it that i think was um that was fun i'd, I'd never done that before but it, it felt very you know very again community oriented love that they were a part of the process and i think they felt the same way and it felt really special i will Wait say it's not my favorite song that i wrote of the whole process but i did it <laughs> you know there's something i like better than others but yeah oh that's so great that's so fun to hear these stories andrea do you have a question or comment yes i do um and i'm gonna chime in with everybody else it's so ironic you did like the ghost in the neighborhood thing because we were over at a friend and co-workers just on saturday night having to be careful playing music because the cops had called they their neighbors had called the cops on them a couple days ago because their son was playing saxophone and their husband was on the drums so it's really funny <laughs> when you did that but my question is <laughs> so you talked about how you kind of like got in your own way a little bit with thinking oh this is bad this is bad but when you're having to write 30 songs in 30 days did you go ahead and give yourself some like okay I can't write 30 amazing songs so it's okay if some of these are crap and if you thought that did that kind of help you go you know breathe out a little bit and kind of maybe even give yourself some room for some greatness. I, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. I don't know if what I'm asking is making sense or not. Yeah, no, I think like just, yes, yes. I think that did happen. Um, I added some extra, I think so, an extra level of pressure to myself because I, you know, I keep comparing also the last, the challenge that I had done last year. I, I really liked like all, all the songs that I wrote. Like I felt like they were all, they all just felt really good coming out. They all came up really easy. Um, and it, that the experience was different the second time around. And so I was expecting it, you know, I had these expectations and then I also had this extra pressure I had put on myself. Um, and when I wasn't living up to that, then that's when those voices started happening. Um, but yeah, there, it was like, so the, 
it was kind of like the the apex of it there was one song that I wrote called um I think just hard on yourself and it was all about that the chorus is you're so hard on yourself would you say that to somebody else you're so hard on yourself and then I couldn't like think of the next line and I was so frustrated with myself and I was just like like the song was it was just like you know life creates art art creates life whatever but it was like um but I think once I got past that song like I just had to like get that out and it's like would I say this to my student you know would I tell them that this was a good song and that would I think when I started looking at it from that perspective, it's like, okay, what would I say if I was coaching somebody on this song? Would I say that this is a terrible song, <laughs> you know? Or no, no, I wouldn't. Um, so yeah, that I think that that did help the, just great. And yeah, they don't all have to be hits. They don't have to be great songs. Like it, it's just a process. It's a practice of showing up for myself, you know, as an artist. And that that was like, also really, um, really it, it, the challenge happened just right at the right time. You know, it's just like, because I, I am, I'm giving of myself a lot in the things that I'm doing now. And I haven't been showing up for myself the same way that I do for my students. You know, I'm always encouraging so many people to express themselves musically, to perform, to get on stage, to play. And like, what am I doing, <laughs> you know? So it was just a, yeah, a reminder to, to listen to my own advice and words. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that's, that's so great, Andrea. I mean, that was, that's so neat that you pointed out as like the stuff that made it hard was expectations and pressure. Right. And that that's like, you know, creativity just wants to like run the other way when we do that. And I wonder if your cup, you know, your cup is just empty. Like if you're giving of yourself that much and you're helping inspire everybody else, it's like there probably had to be some cup filling, you know, to be able yeah. to write from a fuller cup. And you know what I love? Um, my experience has been when I start writing a song about something, um, I then get excited like, oh, maybe this is now going to be behind me. <laughs> so that you were just like, I'm being so hard on myself. Like these, you all, you know, you were really in that energy of really seeing that. So I've had that experience where I start writing about it. I'm like, okay, good. Maybe I'm a little past this chapter. <laughs> oh, that's powerful. That's really great. Well, we'd love to hear another one if you're up for another one before... I feel sure. like we could, spend, we could spend hours with you. Um, and it's well, so I could spend hours playing for you because I have 30 songs. Well, we can all join your Patreon too, which will be really neat. So then you guys can go back and hear the different songs that Violet wrote and continue to see what she does, which is amazing things. I'm really torn on which song to play you. So um I can do the one funny song that I wrote uh or which is called the introverts lament <laughs> or I could do a song that I wrote um for the uh well it's uh I don't even I don't know if I want to I'll just do the introverts lament yeah. let's yeah, see yeah I was like do the funny do the one that's going to fill your cup at the end of a day where you've, you know, been teaching and now you're giving to us in so many ways and performing and sharing. So do the one that's going to be exciting for your own fancy and creativity. I mean, look at the light shining in on Renee, right? Look at all this light, good light in the world. I know, I was that. Beautiful. You're in the holy light. Oh, what that is. We haven't seen the sun in so long around here. I don't know what's going on in that window. And that doesn't even face west. It faces east. So I don't get it. I don't magic. know. Magic. It's magic. We need a lot of light right now to shine on. Uh, there seems to be a lot going on for a lot of people. So bring on the light. Bring on the funny for sure. So this one is in standard. Um, this one is it, so. It was kind of inspired by a meme that I had seen and I don't remember exactly what it was, but or maybe it wasn't even a meme. It was like a Facebook post or something, but just um, reflecting on rest and the way that we approach rest and how, um, you know, it's okay to say that you're busy if you're resting, like resting can be your busy, you know, you don't, when you say that you have plans your plan can be to sit on the couch and do nothing and that's okay so that's kind of like what kind of gave me the little spark for it 
Um, yeah. All right. That sounds awesome. I love it already. Okay. And this one is a little bit more intricate on guitar. Let me see if I can make it through. Let's see. Okay. and canceled your plans man what a relief now i can sit back on my couch and watch tv didn't really want to go anywhere today you say that you're sorry i say that's okay and sometimes i want to talk yeah but mostly i don't so why are you calling me on your telephone you should know by now that i won't answer it if you need something from me send a text message it's not like i don't like being with you but sometimes there are other things i'd rather do and when i say that i'm busy well that can at the door don't answer it no company please i'm not dressed for this can we try again on a different day thanks for stopping by yeah but you can't stay it's not like i don't like being with you but sometimes there are other things i'd rather do need to come to Missouri to see your show <laughs> it's a yeah. date right guys <laughs> that was awesome oh my gosh I love all the guitar playing and singing and like that's such a great topic it, I mean, it's so apropos like different songs these guys have sung and played and uh, we're all introverts at heart that's just awesome well you should be super proud of showing up I mean and you know what you're giving to everybody else but then to also take that time to make your own music I, I totally completely absolutely get it um you know as a teacher too and I've done a lot of work with kids and and I was like I was at school today and I'm like I'm so glad I'm only doing this two days a week like it's just I have to get back to my music yeah mm -hmm. uh, it's just special so I hope you're proud of all that all that you've done and created and inspired in us too I mean, it's really inspiring to get us writing more. Yeah. Any last comments from anybody? And then, uh, Violet, if there's anywhere else we should look you up other than the Patreon. Actually, I'll put the Patreon in the chat. Anybody else that was wanting to chime in? Let's see, you know, everybody's probably getting tired. No, everybody liked those songs. They were so good. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for playing both of them for us. And um that was a great pick for tonight. Let me throw your Patreon in the thing here. Yeah, and in terms of other places to find me, um, you can follow me on Instagram. I don't really keep my like Facebook uh, music page very active, but um, I that's one thing that's also just kind of like fallen under the radar since uh, Compass is open is keeping my all of that stuff up to date. I, I'm afraid to even look at my website. <laughs> I don't remember what someone, someone said the best thing to me, I think a day or two ago, they're like, you need an assistant. I'm like, that is like the best thing someone's ever said to me. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to be able to do that on your own when you're doing all that teaching. 
All right, here's Violet's Patreon page, guys. So check it out. It's just patreon.com forward slash Violet VH. Um, or you can just Google search Patreon um, and Violet Vonderhaar. So yeah. Yeah, and if you want to just join, so I have like the option to um, where you, your card will get charged once a month. But if you just want to like join and listen to all the songs and then unjoin, that's okay. <laughs> I, Sweet. <laughs> I have not... Uh, well, my intention is to keep it more active this year. Last year is like after the challenge, I just like, I did not, I wasn't very active on Patreon, but um, if you do join, you have access to all these 30 songs and then the, all these 30 songs from, from uh, last year as well. So there's plenty of material to listen to. If you're yeah, you're, I just actually, you know, with all the electricity and the power lines that have gone down, someone was telling me their cousin does that really dangerous, like, you know, get up and help fix the power lines. Um, but it's such an intense job that they only do it for five months out of the year and then they take off the other months. And I was thinking like, yeah, in one yeah. month, you're putting out more songs than I might put out in my Patreon for the entire year. <laughs> so you, you, <laughs> you have plenty that you're producing and inspiring us with and creating. So that's awesome. No, it's really fun to, to, for us to follow you and be on there and support you. And yeah, if you ever decide to do a Kickstarter or whatever, um, you know, and do an album, just let us know because we'd love to have these songs recorded and be able to listen to them. And you guys can find, you know, Violet and all her music already on like Spotify and um, all those places, Apple Music, wherever you yeah, go. My, um, my band is Violet and the Undercurrents, which we're, um, we're also on Spotify. So it's a little bit more kind of indie rock vibe. So Hillary, if you like Phoebe Bridgers, you might might like our uh, our last album, The Captain. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much I guess where you can find me online. And that's awesome. So Violet and the yeah. Undercurrent is that what you said? Undercurrents. Undercurrent plural. plural. Okay, great. Oh, I'll look that up. That's super fun. Well, awesome. yeah, that was that was my main focus pre-pandemic for for many years, and then now that. Yeah, a little bit more uh, back to solo for a while. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I do hope to, to get some things recorded. So I'll, I'll keep you updated as that plays out. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're doing so much, giving so much as a teacher and a community leader and being the center of music there in your community. That's just huge. So that's awesome. So great. Thank you so much to Violet for being our special guest songwriter today. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you don't miss an upcoming episode. And thank you so much for being here. I know you have so many things to choose from and I look forward to chatting with you soon. All right, bye.